When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome along to the Rangers Rabble. This is the Rangers Rabble Women's Show. My name's Brian. Tonight I'm joined by Laura. Laura, how are we? All right, thanks. How are you? Very good, thanks. Very good. Car, how are we? Yeah, other than being choked with a cold and sweaty, am I? <laughs> yes, it's very unscottish the weather, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> very unscottish. Hello everybody watching. Um, we always said that we do one live show a month and this is the perfect time. Uh, Wolf is unavailable tonight, unusually. Um, it's normally me, it's the one that's unavailable, but it's, it's Wolf tonight. So it's just three of us. So hello, everybody watching. Laura, um, the season's four, four or five matches underway. Um, how do you see the squad as it is and who do you, who do you like the look of so far? I think they've been impressive, mostly so far. We kind of started on quite a good, tra- like, because if we're going to trajectory and we've kind of, like, plateaued it a wee bit, we're kind of stopped. But the players that have came in, they've, like, Rio Hardy's done phenomenal. Rachel Rose, unfortunately, got injured. We've not really seen much of um, Michelle Coulson at the back. But Rio certainly seems to be a kind of mainstay in the team now, so... Sarah Hughes has just kind of came in recently for her first start, so she's looked good as well. But I would seem to be doing quite well. The other youngsters that have came in have done really well as well. So it's been a positive start to the season, I would say. Yeah, it has. And Carr, as Laura's saying, you know that a lot of the youngsters are, you know, sort of shining now. We've seen Kirsty McLean and um, like sort of regularly featuring in the team. Uh, team of the weeks now. Um, we've got Jody McCleary featuring in the team most weeks now, and obviously Mia McCauley's been getting a, a couple of starts recently. So um, she's not the manager. Certainly not shy in throwing in the young ones, is she? No, and right, I'm just going to apologise for my cat now because he's just going to scream the whole time because I've not fed him yet. Um, I don't know. She's not had much choice. So, but I'd like to think that she would have played them regardless of, you know, had we had everyone fully fit, I think she would have still given them a chance. But especially Mia McCauley has just been outstanding for her age, her ability. She's almost stolen that shirt from Brogan Hay now. So it's going to be difficult once she comes back, you know, from injury, you know, to get back in the team. But they've all been exceptional. Kirsty McLean, as we've said for the last kind of season, She's just absolutely phenomenal for age. Like she's definitely mainstay in that midfield and just controls everything. The last couple of games is everything's kind of gone through her, but she's just it's great that they're all getting their chance. And our academy is so good that we need to utilize that. We need to use it, especially with the amount of injuries we've got at the moment, and seem to keep get every game. But it's been a great start for all of them, the young team, and you know the new 
people we brought in have been phenomenal as well. It's just a shame that Rachel Rowe picked up an injury when she did because she was absolutely flying and seemed to be enjoying the Scottish game, the physicality of it. So it's, I think it's been a good start, you know, aside from the injuries. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Bob, the main Rangers Rabble pod has taken a break since it's the international uh, international sort of break. So um, the phone in was... Uh, we decided on Monday, I think it was, that we'd just sort of have a, a, a week or a couple of weeks off and reboot the batteries. So we're here to uh, fill the void instead of the phone-in. Uh, so, Laura, we played Glasgow City in the in the league, which was obviously the first sort of test for this new team. Um, uh, we played with Jennifer from Goals, Rachel McLaughlin, Cathy Hill, Michelle Coulson, and Nick Dock at the back. We had Mia McCauley. Chelsea Cornett, Kirsty McLean, Jodie McCleary, Rio Hardy, and Kirsty Howitt. Now, we had a, a bit of a, a funny sort of start. It was very end, end, and all of a sudden, the game came to life when me and Macaulay scored that wonder strike. Uh, the games, the game was kind of noted as similar to last season's. It was kind of the two big teams in the the league fighting it out to see who was kind of top dog, and kind of was Peter it and then. Mia McCauley, as Mia McCauley does, can just score an absolute one of these and just fired us into the lead. And we thought, brilliant, this is exactly what we want. We can kick on here now. But obviously it was, wasn't was meant to be like that. Yeah, Carr, the, the defensive frailties seem to sort of rear its ugly head every so often. And the Glasgow City, same, Glasgow City game was no different, was it? No, and we're, we're saying that rear its head every so often. It seems to be every game now that we're conceding and having some kind of defensive calamity that's just... And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the back three and they're just not used to it and they're kind of struggling with it, whether, you know, Michelle's not fully fit, Cathy's struggling with a mask on, so she seems to not be able to see properly, which is causing issues. So I would like us to bring in another centre-back or a defender of some description, but that doesn't seem to be happening, so... I don't know. We just need to sort it out. But I will say, as much as I've been critical of Jenna in that City game in the first half, she definitely stopped us going in a goal down. There was a, a long, not a long ball, but a ball over the top by City and she just keeps it out and no more. So I'll give her credit for that where she deserves it. But the defensive error wasn't, it wasn't her fault for a change. It was kind of everyone, you know, Lauren Davidson just runs down that wing unimpeded, nobody gets near her, Nick kind of tries a bit and then she just cuts inside, lays it off and it, it's 1-1 after three minutes of us being 1-0 up, which is not really good enough, but it's kind of what we've come to expect of the first City game of the season. Yes, it really is. Um, I don't know if you heard, Sharpie, but we... The main the main pod's taking a break since it's the international break, so we are filling in on on this Friday evening. Um, so Laura, the manager went with Jenna Fife and goals for the Glasgow City game, which was obviously regarded as a you know top three clash. Um, it's it's becoming a bit for me. This goalkeeping situation is becoming a bit of an issue in the sense that um, no goalie seems to get a run of games and sort of build a bit of confidence with the defence where it seems to be just one, not quite one mistake, but certainly, you know, if there's a, a blunder, the, the one goalie's dropped, the other one's taken in, and then if something happens similar, that goalie's dropped, another one's in. Do you feel the goalkeeping situation is a bit of a 
a worry, stroke, a place that needs addressed? I think it's just the struggle you have when you've got two international goalkeepers that you're trying to keep happy, to be honest. And I think, rightly or wrongly, like obviously Jenna was going to have the shirt at the start of the season because Vic was away at the World Cup. So Jenna had that kind of the shirt. She had the kind of running games, obviously, as Car said, there was goals leaking in, but it was more a kind of all round defensive thing than just a Jenna thing. And then obviously Vix came in like for the Thistle game, kept a clean sheet, but then it's also Patrick Thistle, so you'd expect it to keep a clean sheet. But we're also going at their running games where they should be keeping clean sheets, so Vic will probably get a run, have clean sheets, and then Jenna will get brought back in when it's like Celtic and probably concede. So it's one of the kind of things that it's like, would you, you, it would be good if they just kind of stuck with one, Vic. And... <laughs> Kind of just went with it, but I think it's just try to keep the two of them happy and have the two of them pushing each other. But I don't know, it's it's kind of continued for last season. The kind of like who's going to be the kind of number one, but then we still really don't know who the actual number one is for us. Yeah, I mean, Carl, this has been mentioned before on uh, radios and you know sports outlets that. You know, the situation at Arsenal now where they've got Ramsdale and Rhea as basically two first-team goalkeepers fighting for one position. And I think Arteta was saying that basically he's going to use Ramsdale for certain games against certain teams. He's going to use the other goalie for certain games against certain teams. I'm not quite sure I, I sign up to that sort of mentality in the sense that it's the only position, well, there's only one person that can get that position and the Whoever's in charge of that goal goalkeeper shirt at the point should continue in goals until either injury or bad form. I mean, do you do you agree with this? Keeping two, trying to keep keep two goalkeepers happy. Well, no, I think you need to be. I was going to say man enough, but you know, strong enough to to make your decision. That's that's my number one, and that's the case. And then barring injury or maybe a cup game or, you know, she needs a rest or there's issues that way, then the other one comes in and kind of, they're there to push each other. But I don't I don't really know what the plan is here because we don't, it's only five games in, so you don't really know if Vic would have started the beginning of the season had she been here and not been at the World Cup. You don't really know what would have been the plan, but I think it, Vic's a, you know, an international goalkeeper that's playing. I think that's the difference between the two of them. Jenna very rarely gets a game for Scotland, whereas Vic, you know, is number one for New Zealand. And fair enough, you know, they're not one of the top teams in the world kind of country situation, but she seems to be a bit better than Jenna. People criticise her for things, and I think mm. there is mistakes there, there's faults there as well, but she gives me more faith than Jenna does. But I don't know if that's just scar tissue from... Three seasons of Jenna, um, but I don't. I don't. We don't know. Maybe the next few games it'll all be Vic, and then Jenna will be the number two, and she'll get the cup games. We don't know. But you know, Lucy in Inman's gone to Queens Park, so we're now only got two, two goalkeepers. So if she picks one and then she gets injured, you're then essentially playing the backup, which, if you've been told that, won't give you much faith in thinking of your abilities. So. I don't, maybe that's what she's trying to do, just keep them kind of both sweet so that if that does happen, the other one doesn't feel kind of out of place. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a tricky situation, definitely. Definitely. 
Um, Hugo Bear making the point, you know, um, like the men's team, if we took our chances, the pressure comes off the goalkeeper and the defence. This is something I was speaking about, Laura, this this sort of apparent sort of, well, lack of goals recently. You know, Glasgow City, Park Thistle. Um, I know we, we beat Aberdeen 5-1 quite comfortably. We were 1-6-1 against somebody else. So, But I suppose injuries are playing a, a sort of impact that, you know, scoring goals, because obviously we've got um, Rachel Rowe injured, a um, couple of other injuries like Brogan, I think. Um, oh, there's so many injuries I've lost sort of memory of who, but, you know, injuries are sort of playing a part in this situation, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like, obviously, we've got near enough half a team out. Like, Megan came in and she was the one that was kind of creating all of the chances and then Rio and, like, me and that were sticking them away. But it's difficult because we're also in that kind of transitional period. Joe's came in, she's changed the system. We play a 3-4-1-2 now, so they're trying to get used to that. So I think, as well, like, this all have got, like, players in. They've got better as well, obviously, cities and well, have improved, like the league's naturally going to improve, so eventually we're not going to have games that are going to be like 9, 10, 11, 0, like we expect. So I think maybe the expectations of that kind of need to change as well, that as the league gets better, there isn't going to be as big turnovers. Obviously, like people are kind of comparing us to like Celtic scores, but they've had like a fairly easy start to the season, whereas we've had obviously like Hearts and City and Partick who have all improved, so I think it's difficult to kind of get too disheartened. I think we've, we've still kept the results coming other than obviously dropping points to City, but that's as carsely as that seems to be like tradition now that we just drop points against them. So I think we just need to kind of give the players and do that kind of time that they're all kind of getting settled in still. We're still managing to get the points on the board, so just keep going and then they lose the heat. Yeah, we're, we're doing better than the men anyway, so... Absolutely, absolutely cannot argue with that in the slightest. <laughs> um, thank you very much to uh, Hugo Bear. It was Ross Arnott Bell and he that I've uh, was slipping my mind that are, that are injured. But it's, as we said earlier, it's, there's so many now. It's becoming a, a. I wouldn't say it's a joke because it's not funny, but it's it's really ridiculous. Sort of the in, the, the injuries seem to have transferred from the men over to the women for some reason. So, but um, we then played um, Park. Thistle and changing goalkeeper car Vikessen uh, came in um, not sure if that had anything to do with the Glasgow City game, we had Rachel McLaughlin, Cathy Hill and Nick Doherty in the defence we had Jodie McCleary, Tess making a, Tess came back into the team Kirsty McLean, Mia McCauley Rio Hardy, Kirsty Howitt and Sarah Ewan, so why was, again, going back to is, is that was that just a situation that she's trying to keep both the goalkeepers happy that we're coming in? I don't know. I'm hoping that she's maybe thought, well, Jenna's letting a few now, we'll better give Vic a chance, see if that'll improve things. I don't really know. Like, you'd have to ask her, because I don't, I don't know her well enough at this point to be able to say what she'd you know, be doing. But I think it's more just a, okay, well, it's a lesser opponent in the sense of they're not like full-time professional, all that kind of thing. So we'll give Vic the chance, see how she gets on, and then we'll go from there kind of thing. But, you know, she didn't have much to do, Vic, like in that game. There wasn't really much going on in the game, to be honest. It was a 
a painful game to watch. Not, like it was frustrating. We just could not find the back of the net. We were just but then it was the same in the city game. How many chances did we create and Kirsty Howitt put them high and wide or you know, we just couldn't finish them off. And that seems to be our issue. While defensively we're struggling, it's more putting them away, which we had the issue last season and we didn't take our chances. But now this season we're having the same problem. And that's not an injury issue. When your your strikers aren't able to put them away, that's just a general issue, whether that's a form issue with Kirsty Howitt because she had numerous chances to put us 2-1 up in that city game and just couldn't get going, but then finally scored in the Park Thistle game. But if not for a goalkeeping calamity, in my opinion, where she kind of went down super early, thought Kirsty was going to do it early, and then, you know, Kirsty waited, it would have been nil-nil again. It would have been, you know, a disaster, in my opinion. Whereas it, that didn't happen, so you've got to take the positive from it that it didn't happen. But we should have been out of sight in that game and done a lot better. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll give you two minutes, Car. Go and give your cat some food. Poor thing's screaming. We'll 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 hold the hold the fort until you get their cat fed. Um. So as as Car was saying, you know, Kirsty Howitt got off the mark. Laura, um, big goal for her. You know, you know, she's she's been very snatchy at the start of the season. She's not very, she hasn't been very convincing in front of goal. But let's be honest, no, every striker doesn't care how it goes on, does it? No, she's kind of been more the, turned into more the kind of provider because she's been in that kind of for Megan got injured, she's been kind of dropped back into that number ten kind of position that she um, that Megan Bell was in, and she's kind of been providing for like um, Rio and then like creating for Sarah, who's obviously no like Spanish just kind of don't actually scored yet either, no. but it's. Kirsty's one of them that can she can go on a run of form and score in like ten games in a row or. She's absolutely horrendously out of form and can of hit a barn door. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this is her going to start to kind of kick on and be taking our chances and scoring goals because we know what she can do, but I think she just gets in her head too much that she kind of talks herself out or thinks too much as she's kind of running up to the goals and ends up missing, whereas she just pits the head and like, gets her shots off. More often they're going to go in for her, but... As I say, I think it's just a confidence thing with her now that she's got one. Hopefully, she can kick on, especially as we go into a, what should be an easier run of games. If she can get goals in them, then hopefully, it gets her in that good run of form to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Going, Ian's making a point, Car. Um, it, it looks as though the girls are better organised. Do you share that sort of thoughts that they're? The way they play, the way either they defend or the way they attack, you know, the whole, whole thing. Do they look? Do they look more solid and sort of, you know, what they're sort of doing, sort of style? I mean, you could definitely see what Joe's told them to do. They're definitely a def- definitive. This is how we're going to play. This is what you're going to do. Style of play, like everyone's fine. But we started pre-season playing, you know, very aggressively, high press not giving goalkeeper defenders a minute and now we're kind of sitting off a little bit and I don't know if that's just not worry or maybe a little bit kind of nervous in certain games but we're just giving them that little bit longer whereas we should just be at teams constantly not giving them a minute to pass the ball around and get space but I don't know if that's due to injury you know Chelsea was doing incredibly well in that midfield scored and 
pretty much every game that she played before she got injured. And she was kind of that playmaker there. She was making things happen in an attacking sense. So I don't know if losing her, you know, towards the end of the City game, then in the Partick game, we just felt like we didn't have that. So we just kind of sat off a little bit just to kind of give everyone else a bit more time to get situated. But we're definitely doing a lot better than the men. Not a lot to talk about them, but in the sense that they know what they're doing. They've been well-drilled. Joe was very good, I'd argue, you know, getting them all organised. And even when we are winning, she's still not happy. She wants more. She's always shouting at them, telling them what to do, getting them organised, which I really like. And I really like Joe in a sense that she's very knowledgeable about the game. She's very quick to change things if they need to be changed, which I really appreciate. Absolutely. <clears throat> and Graham's making the point, uh, Laura, you know, Joe's got the team well organised. The team are still gelling. Goals will start coming once that all clicks into place. And I think that's a fair point as well. You know, you, you, threw, the, you threw in the injury scenario as well. I think once she's got all her players fully fit and she's, you know, she can work, because let's be honest, she doesn't know her best 11 quite yet because she hasn't seen any of them, a lot of them play because, you know, there's uh, Lisa's out with an ACL, for example. I think uh, Lizzie Arnott's not been uh, able to sort of feature this season. So, you know, there's, there's, there, there is that sort of side to it as well. But as Carl's saying, you can see what the team are trying to do. Yeah, you can see where she's trying to go. And if, as, as we're saying, like with all the injuries that we've got when... Like Lisa comes back, like we're saying about a centre back. Once she comes back, and it's going to be like a new signing. Yeah. Same when like Jane Ross comes in, she's been out that long that it's going to be like we've got a new striker again, and all these players that are coming back, it's like players across the pitch that are going to be coming back. So it's going to have the players that are already in wanting to keep the the their jersey. So they're going to want to they're going to be up in their game. They're going to be getting better and obviously want to keep their place. So it's, it could only be a good thing that obviously there's players, not that the players are it, but players know that there's going to be players kind of nipping at their heels soon by the time, like Jane, Lizzie, Brogan should be back soon. So it's, it's going to be like, she's going to have too much choice in her hands at one point. Yeah, I mean, Carr, when sort of Brogan comes back, there's going to be her and sort of Mia sort of competing for that side. When Jane comes back and Rachel comes back, there's Kirsty, uh, Sarah, uh, Rio. You know, there's going to be a, a, a good abundance of options there. I think on the left, you've got sort of Lizzie and possibly um, Jodie McCleary. It is just going to be a case of we've got to be patient for these players to come back because the last thing we want is to rush these players back and then them break down again and then lose them for longer, isn't it? Yeah, it's good that we're waiting and that we're giving them the proper amount of time to get, you know, back fully fit and organised. You know, we thought Megan would only be a couple of weeks and then, you know, she seems to be a bit longer. We don't actually know what's going on with her. But And then obviously Lizzie and Jane more long-term and Lisa more long-term, but we're giving them that chance to fully recover so that when they come back, hopefully they can then play the rest of the season uninterrupted with no issues. Um, we're very top-heavy, I'd argue, with the players that are coming back. We really only have one centre-back to fill in, you know, when everyone is back fully fit, which does worry me because we're, like last season, one injury away at the back from a calamity. So it worries me, but I don't think I'll ever stop saying that unless you magically bring somebody in to <laughs> shore up defence to make me happy, but... You know, I'm very happy with who we've got to come back. I'm very excited to see Megan and Rachel roll back because I think they, they did really well in that kind of number 10 
position that she was playing them in, um, feeding balls through to the strikers that we've got. So it's good that partnerships are forming, especially the, you know the top two. We're playing my top two rather than a you know, three or a one than we did last season. So it's good that things are players are starting to gel. They've been out a lot recently together, which is nice that they're team bonding, getting to know each other a bit better and spending more time together, which I think is good for the team morale. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and going on to the manager, Laura, um, I know I, I put that funny text on that said, did you just hear what the manager said? You know, and, you know, I I, I was agreeing with Car what she was saying, you know, I like a manager that's at the players all the time if they're not doing what the, the, what the manager wants. Um, she, you know, she's helping them all the time. I mean, that I, I can't remember which game it was, but um, I think it was against Albert. I can't remember. It was the game, as I say, that I sent that funny message where I said, if you heard what the manager said, you know, go and ask, question the referee, you know, I'm not happy with that decision. Um, you know, and you need a, I'm not saying you need a vocal manager, but you need somebody that's there that's sort of trying to reinforce the messages and delivering it in a certain way, isn't it? I think it was the Hearts game because it was on YouTube, so there was yeah, no commentator, right. so you could hear absolutely everything that was being said. But uh, she's certainly been kind of like talking especially the younger players through the game and that and I think poor Mia keeps getting it in the neck because she's like trying to do stuff and then she's like getting shouted at and then you can see her kind of like stuttering sometimes with the ball as if she's like trying to listen to the manager but she's like but I want to run with the ball but what she's telling me is to do is like something different but I think so far it's, it's only kind of going to help them because she's like only just retired like two years ago herself so she knows the modern game, she knows what it's all about, and it's only going to be a good thing them kind of learning off her. Um, but uh, she's, she's certainly vocal, and even when I think Chelsea scored one of the goals, I think it was against Aberdeen, maybe, and Joe just kind of put the hands up as if, like, see, I'm telling you to score, like, that's why I'm telling you to score, like, I know what I'm talking about, kind of thing, and Chelsea just kind of like looked on it as if, like, yeah, that's our boss. So they seem to build a good relationship with her, and it can only be like kind of breed confidence in the team that they trust her and even we'd spoke to Jay the assistant manager at um, the Spartans game and we could have just stood and spoke to her for hours because she just is so knowledgeable she was telling us like basically like the, the kind of plan for the team and we we're just like yeah we, we're buying it and we've only spoke to you for like five minutes so mm-hmm. if the team are getting that kind of knowledge and that on a day-to-day basis they're just going to be like lapping it up and taking it on board and that's going to be really exciting if it kind of obviously pays off at the end of the season with a few trophies. Absolutely. Um, and I suppose when you look back at the two games, Car, you know, a draw against City, uh, a marginal 1-0 win against Partick, you know, the City game, you could kind of sort of go, right, okay, we drew against one of the top, you know, it wasn't a win, but a draw is not a complete disaster. It's only the start of the season. Um, Partick Thistle, 1-0, expected more goals, but as Laura was saying earlier, I think you said as well that this will have improved, so is is it a case of that the fan sort of expectation has got to be toned down slightly in the sense that we're not going to see these 10, 11, you know, you know silly sort of score lines. It is going to be a bit tighter and it, the players are going to have to work harder and sort of, you know, be a bit more patient and build up sort of attacks better and you know, it's just going to be a case of that's that's the way it's going to be, isn't it? 
Yes, and no, I'd say like we're Rangers. You expect to treble at the start of every season, and I don't think that's ever going to change. And that filters into the women's team, that filters into any team that we produce. So that's that's never going to change. And I think most of the players realise that. If they don't realise it before they come in, I think they'll probably realise it now, that we expect to win every game, and not winning and drawing isn't really good enough, but we'll accept it in some situations. But if, you know, if we've peter to the end of the season but we've gone unbeaten because we've only beaten teams by one nil you'll take it because you got over the line it happened it's fine but it's the it worries me a little bit that that's the only thing it's the teams that you expect to beat. not not saying we should have beat Partick seven or eight nil but we definitely should have had a couple more goals in there and i think that just kind of breeds that ground of if you can do it against them, you'll then have that confidence to go and do it against other teams. And I think that always needs to be in the minds of all the players. But, you know, we'll, we'll probably go out and beat Dundee United quite healthily. And I think that will help confidence. Um, and then we'll just keep going in the season and see what happens. I think it helps that Glasgow City and Celtic have been away playing Champions League games. So that's kind of, you know, more taxing on them. And we've had like a wee bit of a break. So I think that does help a little bit. But we need to be ready to go and finish the season strong and then... It's a so only five games in, and I'm talking like the season's already done. We've already won everything, but that's just my expectations of this team. Absolutely, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Alan, nice to see you at the game the couple of weekends ago. Uh, good chatting to you. Uh, if the team work hard enough and it clicks, the next three games give them an opportunity for some bigger scores. Though I wouldn't expect double figure scores unless we draw smaller clubs in the cup. I mean, that's it down to T, isn't it, Laura? You know. Um, there's there is uh, the next three games. Just try and rattle them off for you. We have is Dundee United away, Motherwell home, and Montrose Ladies. So you know there is opportunities there. Um, it's just we say it, we say it quite often, Laura. We just need the attackers to take their chances. Uh, I think that's been bred in for them for Malky. Just every year need to take more chances. But <laughs> I think I would. I would hope we could maybe get double figures against Montrose, to be fair, but because they seem to just be the whipping boys of the, the league this year. They're just getting battered left, right and centre. Yeah. So I would hope that we'd click, we click the next two games and get a, get a good few goals against them. But uh, it's just, as, as we've said, it's just that kind of transitional period of the teams forming, like the kind of bonds and relationships on the field. I think as Carr touched on when they were going out, they're going to kind of learn to beat each other out with. So I think that could only help on the field as well, that they kind of build the relationship, relationships in that. And as much as we'd have rather had Champions League football this week, they're getting that kind of extra time together as a team, can, I think could only be a good thing because then they're going to kind of be building their relationships, hopefully getting stronger. And hopefully we see it as like a positive this weekend with quite a few goals and we're kind of just sitting here like we've just been moaning for the sake of being moaning like Rangers fans are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Now, Carl, I've just said we're away to Dundee United. Now, it's on Sunday at four o'clock. Is that a BBC Alba job? Uh, I don't know if it's on BBC for Scotland. I don't, because BBC Alba's always 10 past. Yeah. So, I don't know if it's on... BBC Sport, yeah. 
I don't have, because we go, I don't really look at like where it is unless somebody asks me, I'll go and find out for them. But I'd hope so, because it's one of the ones that they don't hold a lot of people on that ground. It's a bit far away for folk to get to. They don't stream it, we don't stream it. So, mm. you know, it'd be nice for people to be able to see it. How do you think that game will go? I'd like to think it'll be a quite a comfortable game for us. I'd like maybe, you know, Mason Clark to maybe get a chance, maybe not starting, but off the bench, you know, get some more minutes. Um, same with Kayla Jordan, who seems to be our full-time player again. She didn't seem to go to Motherwell because we need her. So it'd be nice for them to get some more minutes, but I think we need to put it away early. We need to get a few goals in the first half and then maybe bring them on and then just the same again in the second half. But I think it should be. Like I'm saying it should be, but now the part Thistle game has got me thinking that maybe it won't be, but it's Dundee United, so we should be good enough even on a bad day to beat them quite comfortably. Yeah, I mean, Laura, I'm just looking at Dundee United stats just now. They've played five, won one, drew one, lost three, minus 14 goals. Um, it points to a comfortable Rangers win, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, talking the TV thing, I don't think it's shown anywhere. And if, if it's anything like last year, it will not be shown anywhere, despite them having all the training camera view things. But maybe, maybe it'll change because there seems to be more teams that are streaming games this year, be like YouTube and that. So we'll need to check and see. But uh, it should, definitely should be a comfortable game for us. I would be sat and like. Um, Laura Berry and his cash like Mason Clark and that. I think we're good enough to get more youngsters in there and give them opportunities and kind of get them confidence in that. Maybe give me a wee rest, give Kirsty Howe a wee rest because they've been in the team constantly. So we've still got like young players there, but it's, I think we'll still have enough to get over the line, even bringing in some, some of the other youngsters. Yeah. A question from Hugo Bear. When are Cornet and Drew due back? Any, excuse me, any knowledge of this, guys? Chelsea was going to be about six weeks, and that was just for last week. She told us that, so she'll be another five weeks away. Rachel, we don't know what's actually wrong with her, so who knows when she'll be back? Hopefully soon, but who knows? And Alan's chucking in, uh, Hugo. Uh, Chelsea should be back next month. Highly unlikely she will play this month. So yeah, injuries mounting. You know, Chelsea was just going on a good run, car, and then she gets that injury. I know, it was just unfortunate, wasn't it? Because she was doing so well with games before that. She even said herself she she never scores that much, but she was just like having such a good time with scoring for fun and scoring some absolutely fantastic goals. So it's just it's gotten for her, but I think she's strong enough to come back with, you know, no issues. It doesn't seem that serious, it's only gonna be like maybe six weeks, so it's nothing's broken or torn or anything major, but you know, it's nice we're giving her that time to, to come back. But it's time for everyone else to step up and fill her boots, which is a difficult thing to do with the form that she's been on. And, you know, Kirsty McLean does what Kirsty McLean does and puts long balls over the top for Mia McCauley and she just puts them away for fun. So if we could just keep doing that, I think we'll be all right. But if we need to play through the middle, then it just needs to go through Kirsty because Tess has been a little bit, not off it, but just like a, mm. not quite fully there. But then she had an injury at the start of the season as well. So maybe she's just not quite fully there yet. But she seems to be a running theme with... Everyone at the moment, including like Michelle Coulson, who's I don't know what the deal with her is. Like, is she fully fit? Is she not? Like, she plays half a game and then she's out and doesn't, and Kathy's back in. But 
you know, it'd be nice if they told us these things, you know, we see when they put the team sheet out and there's nobody there, that there's someone there that's missing. If they just put a little out with a small injury, be back in four to six weeks. Stop us all doing this every week, wondering where everyone is and how long they'll be back. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So I'll I'll quickly get a score prediction and a first goal scorer from you, Carr. I think I said 5-0 on our podcast, so I'm going to st- I'll stick with 5-0. Probably Mia, to be honest, because I don't... I don't see her getting much of a rest. You know, I'd like her to maybe get rest and just play a second half or whatever, but it probably will be her. It'll be another ball over the top or through the middle from Kirsty McLean to Mia and she'll just slot away. Yeah. Laura, first goal scorer and correct goal scorer? Uh, I can't remember what I predicted. It was either 4 or 5 now with a predictor thing. Um, but I'll go for Bay City play and be first goal scorer. Nice, nice. Since you've said four and five, I'll go three and I'll say Rio Hardy. There we go. Attacker. So, folks, that's us. Uh, we'll obviously reconvene next week when all available. Um, obviously, with international breaks still going on, um, we shall record a show and get it out for you when we are all available. My thanks to Laura. Thank you very much. Good to be back. Carl. Thanks, Brian. It was nice. Good to be chat. And the cats say, uh, calm down now. It's going to be eating. Yeah. Lying down, having a nice sleep now, not going to feed them. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, th- as I say, thanks, folks. Thanks for all the questions. Thanks for all the comments. Uh, we shall be back, as I say, next week with uh, another show. And enjoy the weekend. Thank you. Podcast Network.